From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about your reflection. What is that message you are sending out to your spouse? I want you all to think about this quote from poet, author, speaker, Maya Angelou. She said, we have to confront ourselves. Do we like what we see in the mirror? And according to our light, according to our understanding, according to our courage, we will have to say yay or nay and rise. Who is that person in the mirror? Mm -hmm. What are they doing? What are their actions? What are they reflecting back to their spouse? I want to start off today's show with this hug that we received. This is a we did it. And we love getting those. You can send those in to the email at info at one extraordinary marriage.com. You can call us. Tony gave the number 858-876-5663. You can leave your comments on iTunes or Spreaker or Stitcher, wherever you tune into One Extraordinary Marriage. We love getting those comments and feedback from you. And And hold on. Let me just, for those of you who are new and going, what's a we did it? We did it is our seven days of sex challenge. Mm -hmm. So whenever you complete a seven days of sex challenge, you can call in like Elisa said, or email and you can say, we did it. And if you want to call it in, you can scream on the at the top of your lungs. If you're wondering how to do a seven days of sex challenge, go to seven days of sex.com and you can get our book right there. Audio ebook, physical book. And if you want Kindle, go on over to Amazon and pick it up there. But we give you the step-by-step what you can do each day to make each day exciting and new and different and open up and get outside of your box a little bit. So this is from a wife. She said, I wrote an email a while back saying that I was wanting to bring up the seven-day challenge to my husband. Honestly, I wasn't sure that he would be interested. I don't think we've had sex seven times in the last year. Mm. And I initiated every time it did happen. I started by telling him that I'd been listening to your podcast and a little about what they covered. I said you all had the seven days of sex challenge and wondered if he would be interested. I barely got through the sentence before he said, yes, seven out of seven days. Next on the list is talking to him about getting it on the schedule so we don't fall back into old habits. Thank you so much for helping me have the courage to broach the subject. I am now up to episode 133 and can't wait to be up to date. So glad you didn't give up as you were considering on podcast 84. Love you too. Mm, Thank you. And so awesome for you to step out there and and ask. Mm -hmm. And and that's the biggest thing sometimes is that asking because you guys know, like we know, it hurts when those asks, those desires of ours get shot down. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that they get shot down, it's just the fear of even bringing them up right you know she talked very much about having courage and and then taking it to that next step of not wanting to fall back into old habits so there's Mm. another conversation uh, coming forth for these two and you know to this listener and to many of you that have listened 
either from the beginning or have gone back to listen to old episodes, we are also very grateful that we didn't stop at episode 84. Um, we've had an amazing opportunity over the last couple of years to touch so many of your lives. And as we head into July of 2014, uh, the opportunity to touch even more of you in person is right around the corner. Tony and I are getting ready to do our Midwest tour. We are going to be in Columbus, Ohio on July 14th, Indianapolis, Indiana on July 16th, and then in Eureka, Missouri, which is just outside of St. Louis on July 18th. And we are doing meetups in each one of those cities, just an opportunity for you to come out, uh, share with us how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted you, share with us what's going on in your lives, come and hear Tony say, love you guys in person. (laughs) And uh, we're going to be doing this on those three separate nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in each one of the cities. You can find all of the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. And just a heads up, it's five bucks a person. This is just to cover food, non-alcoholic drinks. Mm -hmm. This is just a great time. If you know somebody, you may not be in the area, but you know somebody in those areas who would be encouraged to be around other married couples, this would be a great place for them because we rise up to those that we are around. And same thing, you know, that's said in business a lot, but I truly believe it. In marriage, because if we're around folks that are encouraging, that are uplifting, and you're sort of in a bad place or not so good place, it helps you to see and be around those. And this is not a place where we're going to judge and say, you need to do this and that. And No, we're just here to love on you, get to know you more in person instead of over the microphone, and hang out going to be a great three nights in each one of those cities and we actually start off that tour with being at flame fest with the firefighter couples on july 10th and 11th so for all you firefighter couples that are going to be at flame fest we can't wait to see you and uh, i can't wait to be back in the midwest but that's my home home territory there growing up in columbus ohio so so home territory has been we've been in california now for how many years i still consider myself I understand that. I mean, you can, yeah. Tony and I just, um, on my birthday a couple of weeks ago, celebrated being together for 20, 20 years. years. So yes, he has had me out of Ohio for a very, very long time, but 18 years, something like that. Yes. Something like that. And we just, we completed our move. Thank you all for your prayers. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you're, you're actually hearing this show from our actual one extraordinary marriage office in our house. This is the first show recorded in the new yes. office. So everything is not out. It's still a mess and in disarray. But So for those of you that have heard Tony gripe about my piles, actually there's really only two places in the house right now that have piles. Yes. The office where we're sitting because mm-hmm. it's kind of the last room to get done and the garage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the garages. We're just trying to figure out what we're doing. But we're excited because this allows us so much more space to be able to serve you guys in many, many ways as we move forward over uh, the years ahead. Well, in this office, um, so I've already started making coaching calls mm-hmm. from this office pretty much, I don't know, like at the first or second day that we were here. And it, for those of you that have children, you will appreciate having a dedicated space where you can work. And so I'm here, and this is really where the show came from. We've got all of these things in our office right now. And one of them is a mirror that used to be out in our garage at the old house. 
It was our workout mirror. It was our workout mirror. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here on a client call the other day and I happened to look over and this mirror is opposite of me. You know, I hadn't paid attention to it when I sat down and, and honestly, between moving and working and things like that, I looked a wreck, you know, because when I make my client calls, I mean, I'm, you know, doing it out of a home office. So it's not like I've got to get dressed up and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And having just moved, well, I'm making client calls in between unpacking boxes and shuttling kids and whatnot. And so I look over, I'm like, Ooh, okay, hold on. Let me, let me put on my hat, like a smile on my face. And I know a lot of you who are either in sales or customer service have probably heard that technique of having a mirror in your workspace so that you can see what you're reflecting back to that person mm-hmm. over the phone, because it is very true, excuse me, that people can hear your smiles. People can hear your inflections, your anger, all of your emotions yeah. come through when you're not even aware of it. And so I was, you know, I was sitting probably eight feet away from the mirror. So there was no easy way while I was on this call to move the mirror. And I, and I realized at a certain point, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to leave it there because it's a reminder to me that I am reflecting something to my clients. And then of course, because you know, virtually everything in our lives, you know, comes back to, okay, well, how does this really fall into marriage? You know, what does this play out? How does this play out in our marriages? And I realized that so often I'm not really aware of what the image is that I am sending out to Tony. And vice versa. And vice versa. Because sometimes, I'll be honest, when we're having a communication, one of my friends this weekend, she had sent me a text message that when they came over, she and her husband were having a communication hiccup, which I loved that word. I'm like, oh, a hiccup. Okay. That's yep. But we do. We have those. Like, we'll be going along. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, where did that breakdown just happen? And some of it, you know, some of it's Tony, some of it's me. But when I get all wrapped up in my own head, I can just put on, I mean, I call it my ugly face. Um, and that came from a conversation I had with my kids one time. Right. Because I'm much more aware of the faces that I give to my children than I am the faces that I give to Tony. And I would guess that a lot of you with kids see the reflection of your faces in your children sooner than you see how that is reflected in your spouse. Mm-hmm. And here's why that happens. Because our spouses will reflect with a mask on. Our children are pure and honest and they will, they will let you know. Like if you ask them, they'll let you know if you've got an ugly face on or if you're wearing your mean face or things like that. Your spouse, your spouses will shield that. They won't always give you that honest reflection in the mirror. And right. we've seen it happen in our own marriage. Many of you that have listened to the early shows know that I was, I'm really, I mean, I wore the masks pretty thick. Mm-hmm. I did not like confrontation. You know, if Tony uh, confronted me with anything, I'm not accused, but just brought up topics that I was uncomfortable with. I was sharing this with a client the other day. I said, I would power down. Like, and when we're in California, so a couple of years ago in San Diego, there was actually this huge power outage that took out most of San Diego for a good, I don't know, six to eight hours. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. But that was me. I mean, it was just like instantaneous shutdown. And then my face would go absolutely expressionless. Yeah, stoic. Just, it was almost like uh, the blood would just drain out of her face. Wow, dead. Yeah. Dead. You know, a, a statue almost. 
And so what does that reflection say? That reflection says, I don't care. That reflection says, I'm not willing to share myself with you right now. That reflection says, you're not important. It's all about me Mm -hmm. and what I'm going through. And so we're really going to dig into that because this reflection that we see in the mirror, you know, we get up in the morning and, you know, you got bedhead and, you know, pajamas are all disheveled and you're looking at the day going, okay, here I go. And how you go through your day. What messages is that face conveying to your spouse? And, and what do you do to change that? Right. Because again, body language, facial expression has such an impact on how we're able to move forward with in a conversation. Just like the gal earlier in our hug. You know, I'm sure when she was bringing this up to her husband, facial expression, body language, I'm sure she was reading that. Mm-hmm. She was she was looking at that. Okay, am I going to be able to press forward, talk about this more? Is my husband opening up? Is he smiling or is he frowning? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing with your face that's telling your spouse yay or nay? Well, and like Tony said, it's... It- Obviously, there's a lot going on with the expression, but it's also the verbal or nonverbal cues. Yep. I mean, I had a, a coaching client last week tell me that because things have gotten so bad in his marriage, that things have disintegrated over time so much that he and his wife basically grunt at each other, you know, or she starts to say something or he starts to say something. And I know most of you have done this, but you project what the rest of the conversation is going to be. Mm-hmm. because you've heard it at least once or twice and you let out that really strong exasperated sigh where you're just like <sighs> or you roll your eyes or you start to overtalk them because you you assume what's going to happen and all of these are very um they're very limiting acts they really put the brakes on the conversation they don't allow i mean you know i love the the whole reason we dropped that hug in today is because you know, here was a wife who was fearful of bringing up the conversation. I mean, they'd had sex seven times in the last year and here she's proposing seven days in a row. And, and out of those seven times in the last year, she'd initiated every time or almost every time. And so the idea that they would even attempt the seven day challenge, seven days in a row, She had to really change what she was projecting to her husband because they hadn't had that kind of intimacy over the last year. And, and, you know, when you fall into these communication patterns that aren't effective, and when I say communication, yes, I am talking about your body language. I'm talking about those expressions that you put on your face because those are all communication aspects. You know, when Tony and I are podcasting and he's looking at me across the microphones and the computer, and so here's just a little aside. We used to, um, we used to record in our kitchen yep. in, in the old house. And so we had our kitchen table, which was, I think, four feet across. Well, we're still working on the setup for the office, so we're literally sitting with our laptops back to back. I mean, we've got, I think it's a two-foot-wide table, maybe two and a half. And so we're very close now. So there's no getting away with anything on my laptop because you can see probably like over the screen. So no, no fudging while I'm on the, uh, on the uh, show, but he and I make eye contact the entire show. 
you know, we're doing all of this back and forth. There's so much communicating that you guys don't actually hear. And why is that? Because we have to. Right. We have to be going back and forth. And that's what we want you to be doing with your spouses. And here's the thing. Our podcast is 30 minutes. That's once a week. We do that. And I'm telling you, 30 minutes, once a week, being able to do this, it's amazing how that impacts and has impacted our marriage over the last five years. Mm -hmm. And many of you who have done this in your own marriages know the impact it has. It's not huge. We're not sitting here saying, hey, folks, you need to sit down every day for two hours or anything. We're saying half an hour, you know, half an hour actually having a, a conversation where you're looking each other in the eyes. Here's an interesting uh, comic from uh, bizarrocomics.com. If you want to see it, you can go to our Instagram account at uh, instagram.com slash one extraordinary marriage. Do you mind if I strap your phone to my forehead so I can pretend you're looking at me when I talk? That's the wife saying that to the husband as he looks down at his phone. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony and I are guilty of this because we're not, we're allowing the negative communication, the negative body language, which is the, I'm going to look at something else. I'm going to be distracted. I'm not going to look you in the eyes and and I'm not going to even pretend, you know, basically at that point in time, I'm not even going to fake that I'm paying attention to you. I'm not going to give you a look that says you're welcomed into my life. I want you to share with me. And I will tell you, if you're wondering if you're doing, especially for those of you that have kids, if you're wondering how things are going with your spouse, watch your children's reactions. Because like I said in the beginning, kids don't filter all of that stuff. They don't hide it. They will let you know if you're ignoring them. You can watch it in their body language. I mean, this writing up this show made me think about my parenting so much. Mm-hmm. And realizing that I was dropping the ball. And if I'm dropping the ball with my kids, I'm probably dropping the ball with my husband. Because those two things, they go hand in hand. And if you're even wondering as you're listening to the show, am I dropping the ball? There's definitely room for improvement. I'm just, I'm going to be that blunt with you. Because we can all stand to improve the reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because as we were listening to the show or not listening to the show, as I was prepping this show, one of the things that came to mind was the Michael Jackson song. Oh, yeah. Man yes. in the Mirror. And we, and we ended up, you know, jumping on here. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, we jumped on YouTube and just watched it. And I, you know what? And I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you guys because just watch that and, and listen. Or, or, you know, wherever you want, just... You know, listen to this Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. There were two um, verses or sections of the song that I'm actually just going to read to you right now because hearing, I mean, Tony and I, you know, we just turned 40 and 41. So we are definitely products of the 80s. Michael Jackson was very popular, you know, I mean, oh, throughout, our, throughout our lives. I mean, you know, this was one of the iconic musicians of our generation. Of our era. Yeah, so for those of you that are younger, just humor us. Those of you that are older, just, you know, whatever, laugh at us. But Michael Jackson's what came to mind. And when I really looked at these lyrics, because I've heard this song for years and, you know, I've even sung along with it, but I never really paid attention to the words. 
And he says, I'm going to make a change. For once in my life, it's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. I'm going to make a change. That, that's the very first line of the song. He's not looking to somebody else to make a change, not looking to have other people create change or, you know, it's got to be somebody else's problem or solution. I'm going to make a change and it's going to feel real good. And then he goes on to say, I'm starting with the man or the woman in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. See, so many of you write in, Tony's actually like listening to the song in his head. I mean, I I can just see him bopping along over across the table. So many times we hear from you and we've been, we've done this in our own marriages. We expect change to come because the other person needs to change. You know, we want a different reflection because we want the spouse, your spouse, you want your spouse to change. And really, if you started the change, what would happen? If you started changing your reflection, the message that you were sending out, what would happen? And I'll tell you what will happen because I've got coaching clients that are a testimony <laughs> to this. I've had two couples that I've been working with um, over the course of this beginning part of this year. And when both of them learned to change the reflection that they were sending to their spouses, their marriages changed for the better. When they learned to really communicate in a way that their spouse could understand they changed. And the first thing that they had to do was they had to become aware. Mm-hmm. This whole idea of self-awareness is not a joke. You got to be aware of everything from what your cheek muscles are doing to what your eyes are doing to what you're doing with crossing your arms or, you know, leaning forward, leaning back. But this face thing, you know, the two eyes, the mouth, the nose and the ears. That tells so much of what's going on with you. Right. It really does. And it tells your spouse, Hey, can I approach you or can I not? Right. Are you willing to listen? Are Mm -hmm. you open to whatever it is that we need to talk about? Are you, are you shut off? Are you so mad that you won't entertain a conversation? You know, are you hurt? So you got to start with knowing what's going on here. The second thing that you got to do is you can't take each other for granted guys. Yeah. It's too easy over time and life together to just expect that the person with whom you said I do is going to be around forever. It's just, it's easy. We get into, we just get, I'm going to say it. We get lazy. Yeah, it is. It, it, It is a laziness factor. And when we get to that point and we've been there ourselves that, you know what? Growth doesn't happen. Change doesn't happen. We, we settle into our ways and nothing changes. And if that's where you're at, you're going to have to shake it up a little bit. You're going to have to to get out of that box you're in or you are in your marriage and, and realize and figure out, okay, what's one little simple thing that we've been missing mm-hmm. that we need to add back into our marriage? Is it date nights? You know, that's a big one for many of us married couples. That's a big one, especially with kids, even without kids. I mean, cherish those moments that time together it's not just a oh gosh we got to go do do it no go have fun 
we celebrated Elisa's birthday and I did a little surprise birthday dinner that night. Just texted her, said I, I was the one who found the babysitter, everything. And I just texted her in the morning. I said, don't make plans tonight. We have something fun. And it was just enough to get rid of the kids for a few hours and us going to the beach down in Del Mar and we tried a new restaurant and that was it. But we, we lived in that moment, Mm -hmm. enjoying ourselves and we consciously have to do that or we will get lazy and we will get set in our own ways. It's easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy. And your marriage should be a joy, not a burden. Yeah. It takes you being actively involved in that for it to have that outcome. That's why dating is so much fun because you're intentional and you're, you know, living in the moment. Yeah. So date your spouse constantly. Constantly. Send them messages. And the last thing is be present. Be truly present. You know, Tony brought up that that iPhone or, uh, well, your, the phone example of the cartoon where, you know, it's all, can we pretend that you're actually talking to me if I strap it on a- and strap on the phone, not strap on anything else? Um, you know, and so being present, being able to put the distractions aside. And by distractions, yes. Am I talking about your electronics? Absolutely. Absolutely. Th- there's got to be, I was talking to a couple the other day. And one of the guardrails they're setting up in their marriage is creating electronic free time zones. Mm. When the phones are not out, they're not on their computers. We're working through all the logistics with them because, you know, with jobs and things like that. But that's part of one of the guardrails they want to have in their marriage is having distraction free zones. We had friends over for a get together this weekend and the wife was talking about the fact she's like, I don't really see the need for a smartphone. She's like, "I I don't want the distraction. And I applauded her. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I have one. It's a huge distraction. You know, I've likened it to a pacifier for babies because for most of us, we're more attached to our phones than we are to anything else. Right. So you want to be fully present. You want to change the expression, the reflection that you're giving to your spouse. Don't be a distracted spouse. Figure out what your distractions are. Maybe, maybe, like Tony was years ago when cycling was his distraction, you know, when he would spend, you know, he'd go out, what were you going out like five times a week, six times a week when you were really. Oh yeah. And I mean, don't forget like some of my big rides would be on Saturday or Sunday and those would be, you know, eight hour training rides. How could I forget? How could I forget? But you know, I, I don't know what your distraction is. We all have them. And when things aren't going well in our marriages, they take on greater importance. Maybe your distraction is work. Not that you should stop working, but you got to look at what you're doing Mm -hmm. with all of us. You know, these messages that we bring you guys once a week, these are not just Tony and Lisa saying, this is what you need to do. These come up because this is what we need to do in our marriage. You know, I need to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing? If I want to see change in my marriage, what can I do? It's not Tony's responsibility to change our marriage. It's my responsibility to fulfill my role as his wife. It's my responsibility to make sure that the reflection in the mirror says, I love you and I want to be with you and I cherish you. Do I always get that right? No. Ask him. He'll tell you. There are days when I get it horribly wrong. I was thinking in my head, I'm like, hmm, we need to, we need to do that about initiating. 
my goodness. But that's for another show. That's for another show. This one's about to wrap up. You can you can bring up the initiating one on another show. Goodness gracious. You know, not like I haven't been packing and unpacking. <laughs> hey. With the two kids home from summer break. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's ta- let's just wrap this up. When things aren't going the way that you think they should be going, I want you to stop and walk over to the mirror and see what you're putting out there because it's entirely possible that a big part of the reason for why things aren't going so well is going to be reflected back to you. Mm -hmm. And that reflection, you are the only one that can change it. Just like in that Michael Jackson song, I'm going to make a change. Put yourself in that eye, own it. Make a decision that you're going to make a change and it's going to feel good and it's going to be right because you're going to make the change for your marriage. Yeah. And change is tough. But here's something I want you to to stew on as you go about your day. Today will never come again. Be a blessing. Be a friend. Encourage someone. Take time to care. Let your words heal and not wound. And at the end there, I want to add too, let your face express love and kindness because throughout your week, throughout your day, you have the opportunity to change what you say, what you show to your spouse through what you see in the mirror. So go out there, make a change, make a change in you so you can impact somebody else, your spouse in a way that nobody else can. We love you guys. Have yourself a fantastic week and we will catch you next week.